Hello and welcome to the REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borgs from Quito. Today we're going to be looking at some of the findings from the recent Deloitte 2021 Real Estate M&A Outlook with my guests, Lynn Kawaminami, partner at Deloitte Tax, and Nathan Florio, principal at Deloitte Transactions and Business Analytics. Lynn and Nathan, welcome to you both. Hi, how Thank are you? you? Thanks for having us. So yesterday saw the latest M&A announcement come from Kite Realty and Real Retail Properties of America. What's the M&A deals that we've seen so far this year tell you about the state of the commercial real estate industry? I think that deal is certainly telling of what we've seen so far. I think there, there's kind of been two things that I've noticed. First is the the consolidation that's going on in the retail space. You, you just mentioned Kite, um, but also there's been uh, two other large deals, uh, Kimco, um, uh, acquisition of Weingarten and also Realty Income um, and and very and and I think all three of these have something in common. Certainly, they are all very heavy ne- necessary retail, grocery core anchored properties with heavy concentrations, kind of um, in the Sun Belt area, you know, down in the in, in the southern part of the U.S. So I think that's something that's consistent across all three of these deals that we certainly see happening so far in 2021. I would just also say that all the activity that we've seen this year has really underscored the resiliency of real estate. You know, even though, um, you know, there were some subsectors that performed very well last year, like the industrials and the data centers and, and the apartments. But what we're seeing is that even those that struggled last year um, are starting to come back. We're seeing a lot of activity in the hotel space as people start to vacation again. And uh, even conferences like the REIT World it will be um, in person again now. So the hotel business we're seeing coming back as well. And so it just underscores how resilient uh, real estate is. And, and the fundamentals are good. And I think we're all ready to get back to normal. And looking ahead, which real estate sectors do you think hold the most potential for some interesting M&A activity? There's really two, you know, Lynn certainly just mentioned hotels, and I think hotels have been pretty inactive since COVID started in, in early 2020. So there, there's certainly some pent up demand, I think, for hotel transactions and some pending perhaps consolidation that could happen there. The second is, I, I think, the alternative asset category, you know, kind of encompassing data centers and cell towers and storage and things like that. We'll continue to see some transaction activity as I feel and what I, I just hear from talking to investors is that the more, you know, traditional institutional investors are looking to rebalance their portfolio and now see alternative assets as a, as almost like another core asset class. We've always seen the, the core for retail, office, industrial, uh, multifamily apartments. But now an alternative, you know, alternative asset classes, people are leveraging away some of the risk associated with those four that maybe came to light during COVID and, and now are putting um, dollars and in equity into uh, some other asset classes that are maybe deemed as non-traditional. I would say, you know, I'm going to keep my eye on the office space. I think we're going to see some interesting uh, transactions in office. It's one of those subsectors that no one quite knows what's going to happen with it yet. And I can see, you know, bargain hunters out there trying to capitalize on that uncertainty. And um, as things unfold this year, I think we're going to see some consolidation maybe and some, some interesting things coming out of the office space. Great. And Lynn, I wanted to ask you, um, to what extent is M&A activity likely to be driven by corporate and capital gains tax rate changes? An interesting question for sure. Um, I think 
We have not seen a lot of activity as a result of the potential for corporate uh, and capital gains rate increases just because of the retroactive possibility that was thrown out there with the Green Book. So typically when you expect to have a, a tax rate increase, you see a flurry of activity with people trying to go ahead and take advantage of the lower rates that, that you have today. But now with the possibility that the, the rate increase could be retroactive, people are hesitant to do anything is what we're seeing. I think as we get closer to year end and we get some more clarity on what may happen and, and the effective date of rate changes, I think you'll see a lot more activity. I think um, some planning for if the rates change, then you know go ahead and trigger your gains. You'll see that planning take place, but nothing will really get triggered until people have more clarity, I think. Using things like installment sales where you can elect out of the installment sale treatment is something that we're, we're definitely uh, seeing people keep an eye on um, with the potential for rate increases. Nathan, have you seen the number of distressed real estate assets in the market that you were expecting initially? No, we, we you know, we certainly have not. I think um, post-COVID, um, you know, right after COVID, uh, I'll say April and May of 2020, we saw just a, a massive amount of distressed debt funds and distressed asset funds being started and capital flowing to those. You know, here at Deloitte, we kind of restarted or, or reinvented our, our distressed asset and debt practice that was around and, and helping clients through issues with distressed assets and debt. After the Great Recession, I think everyone expected there to be another large distress market like after the Great Recession, and that never really came to, to fruition. You know, I think there was a lot of, of government assistance in terms of forbearance and a lot of tax and accounting treatment. Government and the Fed put a lot of money and support into the system, which helped keep real estate properties and, and both borrowers and, and lenders afloat. We've seen some stress in the CMBS market, but it was really only focused on, on two subsectors of real estate, I'd say. We, we've seen some in hotels and, and others in enclosed malls. But we really haven't seen a broad sell-off of, of either distressed assets or distressed debt portfolios like we did. Um, I think I could only really think of, you know, one or two transactions I would even call as as larger significant in those spaces, um, you know, other than just some some one-off or single asset transaction. And following on from that, how much fluctuation are you seeing in asset valuations? And how long do you think it could take for things to really settle down and be a bit clearer? You know, we're not seeing so much fluctuations per se, but I would I would describe it as kind of a, a divergence in how we see certain sectors being valued and, and performing. I think the you know multifamily apartment and single family rental homeowners kind of seeing everything kicked into overdrive with some of the some of the, the economics now and just you know really seeing high demand, high rents, high occupancies, expecting large growth and that on top of the favorable capital markets and debt markets that are available to them, we've seen cap rates come down and, and we've really seen values there increase at, at quite a high pace. On the flip side, I, I think when we look at, at hotels, there was a certain period of time right after COVID, I would say the second and third quarters, especially of 2020, where folks were conservative, they were fearing the worst. I think we saw um, a fourth quarter that was stronger in certainly some markets than people expected. And there were some conservative valuations at year end. I think from private equity firms and, and, and others, other indexes that marked hotels. But we've really seen travel come back very strongly. As Lynn said, we're now seeing um, large conventions being announced and, and people traveling again. So I think based on what I'm, I'm seeing, 
certainly the recovery of hotels will probably be quicker than what most people expected in the second and third quarters and, and even probably year end. I think the one challenge is, is, is really still, and I think that the one that's still the hardest to pin down are probably office and maybe enclosed malls and large retail like that. As people return to work and especially in big cities, which I think a lot of people are seeing happen within, you know, within the next couple of months after summer and kids return to school, that's really going to, going to tell how the office markets, especially in the major cities will perform or how quickly they'll snap back and how much they'll snap back, I guess. And retail, you know, really is kind of hesitant and a little dependent based on how we continue to evolve post-pandemic. And if there are other fluctuations or, or I, I think spikes in COVID sicknesses and hospitalizations and, and uh, uh, you know, other mandates regarding masks or decreased occupancies that happen or occur, that may put a damper on retail a, a little bit. So I think it's cautiously optimistic in those areas. But those two are really the two that I see being the most challenging to forecast, especially short-term cash flows. I, I think it'll be a little bit hit or miss, you know, really until we're, we're fully out of the woods and people are, are back to work. And finally, what are some key considerations that we should take into account when considering M&A in today's environment? Well, there are so many items, I guess, to consider uh, with the on the business side. You know, you've got the cap rates, as Nate mentioned, are are low right now. Interest rates are low. So obviously, it's a great time to to be buying with interest rates being low. But I think you also have to consider the long-term impact that the pandemic has had on real estate, not just the subsectors that we've been talking about a lot, but but the geographies as well, right? Will people really be in the cities? Are they going out to the suburbs? Will, you know, hotels that are within driving distance to places where people live be, you know, more successful than others? So I think all of those considerations will need to be taken into account. Um, being a tax partner, I think also there are a number of tax things that you will need to consider um, with today's environment. The uncertainty around the capital gains and income tax rates you already mentioned, but also just the planning opportunities available. There are so many tools out there for doing deals. I think anyone doing deals in today's environment should consider all of the structuring opportunities out there. You can do tax-free deals using your stock. You can do tax-free deals using your OP units as currency. You can do taxable deals. You can do taxable spins we've seen recently um, are a great planning idea. You can do like-kind exchanges still, hopefully for a while, those won't be repealed. So there's a number of things out there that, that you can take into consideration in ways to structure your acquisitions or your dispositions. I think also clients um, or companies REITs should be considering the impact of the transactions on their distribution requirements and um, what it will do to their taxable income, planning that out, and the ways that they might distribute their taxable income through the use of the elective cash stock dividends and those types of things. So it's a great, great environment right now for doing deals, for acquiring. I think there's a lot of capital out there. I think we're going to see a lot more deals. Um, in addition to these, you know, really large deals that have recently been announced, I think we're going to see a lot more with a lot of considerations, a lot of planning to be done between now and year end. Great. And um, thank you to both of you and to our listeners for more news and analysis on REIT transactions. Be sure to visit NARIT's website, REIT.com. 